2: Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to the uh, Fightful NXT post-show thingy. I'm back, baby! Uh, I missed uh, last week, so I didn't get to uh, talk about, you know, the uh, takeover fallout. And I missed one doozy of a tornado tag match. I mean, I didn't miss it. I saw it. I didn't get to talk about it. I love me some Tommy and Timmy. Uh, that was a hell of a episode. Um, and this was one too. Uh, I'm Alex Pulowski. Uh, please first things first for watching the show. please smash that like button also uh, subscribe if you haven't and click the bell for notifications. That's another thing I supposed to say. And if you would like me to talk to you, read your stuff on the air, drop a super chat. We'll talk about whatever you desire within reason. Um I also missed uh was not able to talk about the return of Samoa Joe. Um pretty much pretty much what I predicted that Regal was gonna get a sheriff to come in. And uh, and 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 handle the business, uh of of keeping people in line, uh, and that's what he's doing. And I I really appreciate where they're going with it. Um, it's it's a very cool development. Um, uh, I I, I of course I hope eventually he gets cleared to wrestle and we get to see him uh, fight somebody for realsies. But until that uh, point, I don't mind him hanging out in a suit. Being vaguely menacing toward everybody, um, yeah, um, some, some some good stuff last week and some good stuff this week. We'll talk about it. Um, the nerd guru says, NXT is back, baby, and so is Alex. Uh, today's show freaking ruled. Hope you and your parents are well, Alex. They are, and uh, as am I, diamond mine is freaking money. Well, technically. It's precious gems, which can be exchanged for money. Uh, but yes, totally agree. Um, Joseph uh, uh, Kirai uh, uh, says, I pitched Bivens leading Diamond Mine last week, but having him and Roddy is even better. I think, when we'll talk about Diamond Mine in detail, I think that um, there were a couple of hints right off the bat. Uh, Bivens was doing a diamond in the rust thing for he and Tyler Rust, and they disappeared. We haven't seen them in forever, it seems like, um, and they've been gone the entirety of the diamond mine vignettes. Also, uh, what is the one of the strongest materials in the, in in the known world? Strongest? Why a diamond? Of course. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that, that we should have probably seen that coming. Um, Carlos EZ says, faction presented in a strong manner. Emphasis on tag team division. Clean finishes. Are we sure this is a WWE product? No, we're not. Um, uh, we, could, we could talk about this now. Uh, they made, to me, the perplexing decision to, uh, to keep the title on uh, Karrion Cross at a uh, takeover when they had f- four other guys, they could sneak it onto without him having to take a pin. Um, and it looks even weirder now, considering that he's being floated around up on the main roster. He did a, he had a match versus Shelton Benjamin. That's going to air on main event on Hulu this week. Um, I think he won pretty sure uh but to me uh that just signals that they're going to be calling him up sooner than later so either they're going to have him vacate the title which wah,
1: wah.
2: like you could make a guy by by making that guy win a match to to become champion over Karrion Cross but they're not going to do that uh also Bronson Reed apparently is is being uh, shopped around up on up there looking at they're looking at a lot of people. and Apparently they're planning on perhaps the scuttlebutt is that they might bring up Carrion, or excuse me, drag down Carrion Cross and Scarlet uh, but not use them as a duo and split them up. Which honestly good because I think both of them have really interesting uh, not, not him necessarily. um. I think she makes him a walking anachronism. He is a contradiction because he has her. Like the sorceress wife and the spooky entrance and the fog machines makes him seem like a contradiction. So uh if he goes up there and just gets to be like this, you know, generic bald badass dude, yes, is he generic? Yes. Is he also not completely who? What the hell do you think? What is what are you? I prefer to like see a guy who's just a generic badass than a guy who's like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. That's my own personal preference. Let's talk about the shoe. Um, uh. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Um I'm sorry. Uh Rafael Garcia saying that uh I, I was hoping we would get a woman in Diamond Mine. Marina Shafir, Roddy Strong's wife, or the other woman, short, muscular blonde they brought and was on Raw Underground. Now, you might be talking about Jessamine Duke. She's blonde. I definitely wouldn't call her short. Uh she was on Raw Underground. Uh, so I don't know that that's who you're talking about, but uh she was released unfortunately, because I thought she had a lot of potential. Um, but anyway, let's talk about tonight's show. That's what you're here for. Let's do it. Um, the the thing, th- thing starts out with, remember how last week they, they said, uh, Adam Cole, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick somebody to fight. You too, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly said, oh, I have to pick somebody to fight Kushida. my I picked Kushida. That's the guy I want to fight. I want to fight that guy right over there. and is like, Kushida's like, yes, let's do that. So we already know that was happening. But Cole, uh, was choked out by Samoa Joe because he provoked him and therefore uh, he wasn't able to give us his um, pick. Uh, So today he walks out in full ring attire saying, uh, a Samoa Joe, that was mean of you and B I'm not wrestling and you can't make me, which is why I put on all my wrestling gear just to prove that I'm not gonna wrestle. Um I how do I say this? I respect the the character choice of Adam Cole saying I'm not gonna wrestle and you can't make me. But that's belied by the fact that he's wearing his wrestling gear. If he came out in one of his like, you know, his uh, Adam Cole's hoodie and some track pants and said I'm not wrestling and you can't make me. And then the guy who comes out, Carmelo Hayes, who I like a lot, comes out and says, no, you're going to wrestle me. And they make make Adam Cole wrestle by taking off his hoodie and just wrestling in his track pants. Um, it would seem, A, more believable, and B, be kind of a cool, like, Adam Cole wasn't even in his gear and was able to beat Carmelo Hayes uh, because Adam Cole is one of the best ever. Um, I, I think that might have been better. Just me, um. But I, 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 I uh, He says uh, Cole does say that I'm going to beat uh, Kyle at the Bash. Um. Anyway, um. Hayes comes out and says uh, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. Um. Uh. uh and I'm going to change your mind about not wrestling. They, say, well, how are you going to do that? Ruthless aggression, which of course. Is the famous phrase uttered by uh, Suicide Squad and Fast Nine movie star Jonathan Cena? I think at one time he was a wrestler. I know he does voiceovers for Honda commercials. If I remember correctly, John Cena used to be a wrestler. Um, anyway, he slaps Cole in the face, and then we have a match. And uh, I really love Carmelo Hayes, man. I, I, I don't know if they have plans for him and Cole to do more stuff after Cole and O'Reilly is over, but I wouldn't mind like, oh Cole being pissed that Hayes called him out um, and being a spe- specifically saying, "I am going to be your gatekeeper, kid." Um, and then Carmelo having a, a series of really great matches where he keeps on getting closer and closer, and when he finally beats Cole, if they don't have plans on Cole being in the main event scene for a while, then ye, then you could make Carmelo Hayes by eventually, after a few t- tries, getting a big time win over Adam Cole. You could make Carmelo Hayes that way. I think then I don't think you, I don't think you could hurt. Adam Cole by having him take one loss clean to a kid who could do what Carmelo Hayes could do. Uh I really enjoyed this match a lot. I think that Hayes, one of the things I like about him a lot is he's really good at selling in interesting ways. Um it's always uh intriguing to watch. Um and uh I yeah, they they, they I really appreciate all the stuff that he does. He's got a really interesting um style to him. It's very muscular. Uh, he's a smaller guy, obviously, challenge for the Cruiserweight title, but he's a, he's a smaller guy, but he's he's got a very um, uh, aggressive, well, ruthlessly aggressive uh, style to him, and I, I really appreciate the way that he moves around the ring. Um, and then uh, uh, the Panama Sunrise. With, as I said, Carmelo Hayes finds amazing, interesting ways of doing, uh, of selling, including that ridiculously awesome full headstand sell on the uh, Panama Sunrise. Um, so I like that a lot. Uh, Frankie Monet continues to, like, try and turn Olia, uh, Jesse Kamea against uh, Robert Stone um i'm not really turning them but like she was earlier like talking shit about Robert Stone when he wasn't there but now it's more like hey i think these two girls are great you're there. you're here too <laughs> um if she finds a way to like make make them her entourage uh i think that's a better use for them than the robert stone brand thing i i don't think they ever really got the Robert Stone brand off the ground with the way they wanted to, because he's, he is currently managing these two women who their ceiling is beneath the floorboards currently. It doesn't have to be, but that's what they're being presented as. And, you know, in their case, I think uh, have always been presented as that, but I think that Frankie Monet might elevate them more than Robert Stone has. Uh Robert Stone also wearing a suit question mark uh that has crisscross suspenders in the front over his his chesticles. Like I don't know what I don't know what that uh, yeah. I don't know what the hell that was. Um so uh oh Monet's dog, which we now know is named Presley, which I think I think works. That's definitely not what I was expecting for the for the dog's name to be, but Presley works. Um, he uh she tries, tries to bite uh Robert Stone as she walks away. Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Joey Stark uh talking about the savings E.O. Shirai last week. Um, and she's a you know I really I was paying it back because she gave me my big break when I first got here. Uh, and Shirai says, you know, comes up, says, uh, I respect you, but I don't like you. And starts like, I can live with that. That's fine. Um, we get a video package with, with uh, L.A. Knight sitting poolside, you know, with the um, million dollar championship draped across his lap. Um, you, explaining why he uh, turned on Teddy Biasi, because he's a douche. I think it's pretty obvious. Because uh, he's a douche, um, and uh, and then uh, Cameron Grimes came out to save him. So you, I thought you cared about the money, Cameron, but it turns out you're just a sucker. You care about the old man more. Um, so I guess I'm wrong. I guess I was. I thought they were planning on doing a a thing like let's all laugh at Cameron Grimes as he falls apart after not being um, because I thought they were actually going to align L.A. Knight with Ted DiBiase. Um and make them both heels, um and and uh, Cameron Grimes being like a a different kind of a heel, like a you know a comedy heel. I thought they were going to do that, but no, they're making him into a white knight babyface. Um, but all like one of the things I heard people talking about the most after last week's show was that segment with. Uh, DiBiase and LA Knight and the the turn by LA Knight on DiBiase. And then Cameron Grimes showing up to save the day. I heard people talking about that thing for days afterwards. One of the best in-ring non-wrestling segments uh, in NXT in a long time. And I agree with them. To capitalize on it a week later with only um, LA Knight doing a standard I'm a heel promo uh, in a Speedo by the pool sitting on a chaise lounge as a a chick brings him some some champagne. Only with that, and then a a, a scene of Cameron Grimes showing up, handing out $100 bills, uh, and then a guy I recognize, but I don't remember his name. He's a new Cruiserweight guy. Like, saying bad things about um about uh Ted so um Cameron punches him feels like you could have capitalized on all the big time buzz of that segment a week ago you could have capitalized on it more tonight like have Cameron Grimes come out and cut an impassioned promo in the ring um uh I don't know. It just it just seemed like they weren't gonna they weren't doing it that way. I guess we're, we're gonna see him in action next week, uh which is nice. And I know not everybody can be in a big time spot on NXT every week, but it felt like that was probably a good time to do it for, for Grimes after that. Yeah, we'll see. Um so uh the way. is, uh, turning baby face. Uh, I, I, I think, I think it was inevitable. These guys are, especially Gargano, uh, very, very entertaining. Now, I don't, I mean, I will, I will say this. Gargano, in theory, as an act, are turning baby face. We'll see if Candace and Indy follow suit eventually. They probably will. Um, but currently, uh, they're as a, as a, as a quartet and especially, um, especially uh, Johnny and Austin uh, are, are very, very, very entertaining. Um, and they're never threatening as heels. They're not like irredeemable scumbags. They're, they're self-important jackasses. And, and, if we think what they're doing is funny, like objectively funny, all it takes is the slightest tweak to get us to root for them, to laugh with them and not wish wish bad things on them. But maybe, like, without them really changing anything, get us to root for them. And that's apparently where we're going with this. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm... I'm really excited about where they're going with this because I think that gargano can pull it off like nobody else um and I think that that theory taking his lead could make it to make it really work um uh, so he says that we have new management gargano does in the ring we don't need the mean leather wearing dude uh, that's carrying Cross and again I agree we don't need him. But uh, Gargano uh, says, it was, he says, NXC would have his very best during my 57-day reign, which I think is very uh, ironic and, and self-deprecating. Uh, um, uh, I outclassed, cross, every time they were in there, I can outcross him on, a way, on his worst day. So uh, out comes Pete Dunne and Lorcan. And here's the thing. I don't know if I've, like, because usually for, like, entrances uh, to big matches, I'm maybe I'm out of the room, I have it on mute while I'm doing something else or whatever, but for some reason, apparently Pete Dunne has had new entrance music for months now, and the first time I've heard it is tonight, because it is butt his new entrance music or new ish is, but it is bad. It is not his old bruiserweight theme, which was awesome. Um, and I I feel terrible because I didn't even notice it was gone. I I, I took it for granted. And and now that it's gone, I, I realize how much I miss it. Like you never, you never think like when, when, when the ones we love are taken from us, especially suddenly, I, I you know you, you you never really you you don't know what you got until it's gone. In 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 the words of the great band Cinderella. You don't know what you got until it's gone. And and now now that Pete's done music is gone, I'm like, not Pete too. You took away Adam's Adam Cole's music. That was iconic, but like the bruiserweight music was like my soul, man, and 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 it's gone. And his new music is butt. It's just butt. It is butt. It's a stinky butt. That's what his new music is. I hate it. Um, but anyway, he comes out, um, and he says, um, "You must be mad. I'm Pete Dunne. Everybody knows I'm I'm the I'm the toughest man in NXT. I'm Pete Dunne." That's right. And so I'm going to beat you up. And uh, Gargano says, um, uh, he says, uh, now hold on. See, um, uh, you're just trying to build chaos. There's a new way of doing things in NXT. We are under new management and we will not partake in shenanigans any longer because we are law abiding citizens. And this is how you get um, Johnny Gargano to, to just take a slight turn and all of a sudden we're rooting for them because that stuff is hilarious. Them being like slimy, um, like uh, kiss asses is going to be really funny for us to watch them be become like, I don't know if they're going to be ever be earnest, good guys, but just somebody you want to root for um, because they're just fun. You know, like I don't know. It says um uh, Peter Peter there's a reason we have rules Peter. Um you're not going to get it. You're if you want to fight you won't get it. You shan't be getting it from us. Um So uh but I but Austin Theory is not quite uh as good at this as um as Johnny is. So he stops on the apron to tell uh Pete Dunne I'm watching you. And hey, well, if there's one thing you'd never do, you don't you don't poke the bear. You don't wave a a a, a red f- a red sash in front of a bull. You don't present your fingers to to Pete Dunne. That's the bad idea. So so uh to so done uh, breaks his fingers. Um, and so they, they to the back together. Um, uh, yeah, this is the, then there's the, uh, oh, it's Ari Sterling. That's the name of the guy who insults Ted DiBiase, says he's in the nursing home or something. Uh, and so that's why, uh, Cameron Grimes punches him. And so I'll bet dollars to donuts that, uh, that Grimes uh, faces Ari Sterling next week. Um. So uh there's Adam Cole's in the back taking off his wrist tape and he's being uh interviewed. Uh I'm not gonna talk about Kyle or Kushida. Um uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat up O'Reilly and American, American Bash. And I really enjoyed this little scene. William Regal says, um the I want to make sure there are no issues between you, Adam and Samoa Joseph. Um I just suggest you you don't provoke him any further. Like, wait, you have you haven't done anything. Like, you haven't did any reprimand to him. No, no consequences for him at all. you um, put his hands on me. Well, I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna get out of everybody's hair right now. Um, for ex- for the record, in case you didn't watch, William Regal does not refer to Samoa Joe as Samoa Joseph, but I really wish he would. Um, and henceforth on this show, whenever William Regal addresses Samoa Joe on TV, I will always recreate it on this show with William Regal saying Samoa Joseph, because I think it's funny. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to pop me and hopefully some of you, uh, get your super chats in guys. Uh, we are making our way quickly through this episode. Um, so, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're doing the battery charger teaser. That was something else I missed last week. Uh, my guess, I don't know this for a fact, I have to go back and look, but for some reason, I remember, um, that, uh, That uh, Tegan Knox used to call herself the Energizer Bunny, you know. The it, you can't stop the copper top. Remember those old commercials where the the, the Energizer Bunny, the, the bunny with the with this is a long time ago. I still, I'm assuming they still use the Energizer Bunny in the commercials, but it started back when I was a kid. But it was a pink rabbit that used the bang on a bass drum, it was just walking around. And it, the batteries never ran out. Uh, they keep going and going and going. That was the thing. And she called herself the Energizer Buddy because she never ran out of juice. I'm almost positive she called herself that. So maybe the battery thing is is uh, is referencing Tegan Knox. I hope it is because I miss Tegan Knox. I think she's great. Uh, and if she can ever stay healthy, I think she's got a, a hell of a championship reign in her at some point and depending on what they plan on doing the thing is that Tegan Knox has a built-in uh hatred of um of Dakota Kai from way back so her hatred of Dakota Kai could easily lead her to having a match versus Raquel uh, not saying I want Raquel to lose the title, but if she was going to lose the title, losing it to Tegan Knox in an amazing, like, huge redemption story of her being injured and being out for so long and coming back and becoming champion for the first time, that'd be pretty cool. Um, Candace is the one that injured her most recently. Yes, I'm seeing that in the chat. I believe that is true. Um, uh. Oh yeah, you're right. Copper Top was Duracell. Of course it was. Why am I thinking? Because there are two, two major battery brands and it's in my, it's in my head wrong. That's why. Um, Candace did injure her recently. I'm just saying they could, if they wanted to, they could like fudge all that and have her come back and have uh, Dakota Kai saying, what are you even come back for? Who needs you? We don't even want you here. And all of a sudden, that feud is rekindled. All it would take is something like that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so here's something I loved. Jared Gargano and Austin Theory walk up and they're they're about to to break in the door, and then Johnny says, Whoa whoa whoa. No, no, he likes it when we knock. So they're they're learning, they're they're trying really hard to be good. Citizens. um and so uh, we got a knock and Austin's like I can't my fingers and so Johnny knocks and he comes in and I, one of the things I loved is he says, here, boss, I brought you this. He puts a pencil in Regal's pencil jar to replace the one that he stole and broke in front of William Regal that is that is a that is a that is an honest gesture of of um of uh oh what's the, what's the word i'm trying to think of um he's trying to uh to, to make amends to atone for for past sins and i appreciate that because they did it in a really funny way hey hey boss here you go hey. it's for you he's puts up give a given pencil back i thought that was really great um uh we were being model citizens, but Pete Dunn and Ernie Larkin—they there to be consequences for them. Uh, how about Samoa Joe could choke him out? Um, uh, what? <clears throat> on the contrary. I've only, uh, the the consequences would be you and uh, Mr. Theory taking on uh, uh, Peter Dunn and uh, Ernie Lurkin. Uh What? We didn't even bring our gear. It takes me hours to put on my gear. Um... Uh, well, you better get started. Um, yeah, it's, uh, at the, thank you. Music and mo- moonsaults, an act of contrition. Thank you. You know what that was? That was being helpful. Just like Johnny Gargano. Um, so, uh, Zoe, um, is, uh, is out, uh, to, uh, To face uh, Aaliyah and Jessica Maya with Io Shirai. Um, a lot of fun, this little match. Uh, I think Zoe Stark's really, really great. Um, and uh, this is what you expect it would be. Very little, you know. Uh, Zoe Stark gets to play Babyface in peril for a while. Uh, and then Shirai has a good hot tag. Stark also has a good hot tag at some point. And, uh, Stark hits a big uh, suplex on Kamea. And then Shirai tags back in hits her m- moonsault. There you go. That's fine. That's, that's a thing that happens. Now, that's not what we're here for, because what we're here for is, um, uh, they, uh, Candice and Indy are standing out there watching the whole match go down, right? So then Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez show up and uh, they're uh, on the other side of the apron and they're like, um, well, no, 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 no. If you think you're you're getting in front of us in this line, get to the back of the line, we got next, we're going to be the next uh, tag team champions of this here division. Um, And then uh, Ember and Shotzi come out um, and they say they deserve the next title shot, but they do it in the most obnoxious and terrible way possible. And I really like Shotzi and Ember. And I think that each of them can be really, really great, um, future champions, um, but not delivering their lines in this way. Um, because Shotzi is just so over the top. And I I really really like her work in the ring. I have never appreciated her work on the promo. I just don't. And I think Ember struggles enough in that realm that when you actually have her like um uh um uh, we were the ones who beat you Raquel and Dakota to become number one contenders. Um and then Shashi goes, "Oh my god. Ember I think they forgot and Ember goes. <gasps> um and then uh Shotzi says, Well, maybe we should remind them by kicking their ass. Um um and then they then they they jump in the ring and and they there's a there's a big brawl which Indian and Candace aren't a part of uh later in the night they and everybody they, they have to have Samoa Joe come out and bring out the 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 people the security to break the whole thing up <laughs> and uh and they're gonna get a triple threat match next week for the number one contendership and whoever wins that faces Indy and Candice at great American bash. Right. Um, I, I uh, this was not the best way to, to, to get all these women involved. I don't think, um, but I appreciate that people want to be tag champs. And I appreciate that there are more than one contender. Um, you could easily have included Casey and Caden, who had a big uh, match uh, last week. Um, so I I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not really sure. Um, what, <laughs> Matthew McCowski says, Joe choking out Raquel one day I'm dreaming. Well, now I don't know about that, but I did think they were going to have a stare down. I thought that we're gonna have like the 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 ring gets completely cleared, like people throwing security guys everywhere. Eventually, everybody's out of the ring except for Raquel and Joe, and they look at each other, and there was that moment of like, "Oh my god, are they gonna fight?" And they don't fight, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I I'm not really sure exactly <laughs> uh, if that's ever going to happen, but uh, yeah, um. I, I wouldn't mind seeing um, EO and and Zoe have more time together uh, as a tag team. Uh, especially if you are not going to have EO like take the um, the title back anytime soon or be in the title top title picture, then having EO would make the tag team division, the women's division, seem a lot bigger. So, um, a lot bigger. Um, uh, I. I also feel like they they're pausing the Dexter and Indy and Indy thing for a while. Because they had the, they had them, you know, Poppy hugged Dexter or whatever. But then they had a, a thing about it last week, right? And they didn't they didn't build off of that. So yeah, it's just interesting. Um so anyway, uh the way Oh, uh, Tommaso and Thatcher versus uh M- MSK Great American Bash, uh, next week, two weeks. No, awesome. Tommy and Timmy versus MSK is going to be badass. Um, so <laughs> Johnny Gargano, who said it takes me forever to put on my ring gear, he finally shows up. Um, and he comes out and he's. Struggling to put on his jacket, and Austin Theory he can't even get on his vest on because he can't use one of his one of his hands. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's good some some good stuff. Uh, it, it, I, I appreciated the continuation of that gag. But I, I, I'm wearing my gear. Do you know, it my gear to be put on my gear. Oh man, I love it. And so. Gargano and Dunn uh, versus uh, Theory, Gargano and Theory versus uh, Oni and Dunn is great. Um, it makes me really kind of angry, um, but Oni Laurel got done so dirty, like when Danny Birch got hurt, um, and they was like, "Okay, you can't be champs anymore." but like Pete Dunne is also his friend he could easily step in and wrestle with him and watching Oni and Dunne wrestle together like these guys work well together um they could be a sim- like the, the, MSK's really fun i i think that they don't need to to be tag champs forever um i think that that if Gargano is out of a singles title picture for a while he in theory have some really good chem- chemistry as a tag team. They could be in the tag division. Um I'm really interested in the potential for uh for the tag division to get really strong. Um uh, because you have Imperium out there and Brisango um to a lesser degree of people like Dane and um uh and Maverick uh but you have the GYV, you have MSK, you have Tommy and Timmy um, Legado de Fantasma. You have all these great tag teams. You have way more really good and potentially great tag teams, including uh, singles stars that are put together. But they're being put together because they're known friends or part of a faction. So it it makes more sense than what they do in the main roster. But really, really good, really, really good tag match. It's a it's a it's a fantastic tag match. Um, one of the things that I, that I always love is certain things where, like, um, I know a certain move is coming in the match because so-and-so does it all the time. And then that, obviously, then, if I know it's coming, well, so does the opponent, because the opponent's smart. So uh, stuff like uh, Gargano doing his slingshot spear through the middle rope, uh, and Dunn's like, nope, I'm just going to run up and punch you in the face. Like, that's great. That, I, I I'll always pop for that. Um I'm I'm really excited about the potential of these two teams joining the tag division full-time and being at the very top. Um, uh, Caleb Hall says the match has no business being that awesome. It's true. I thought it was going to be a throwaway match, but it was really good. There was a lot of good stuff. Fury looked really great uh, at times, too. Um... Uh, So, um, Dunn got sent to the floor, and then uh, Gargano runs it. He's a huge suicide dive tornado DDT, and then jumps right back in with a one final beat to Lorcan to get the pin. Um, And the crowd is going, the crowd, the actual live crowd, not a piped-in crowd, uh, not Thunderdome. These are real people, remember, in NXT now. And they're going nuts. For for uh for Johnny and Austin getting the win. Um and they wrestled like baby faces throughout the match. Like fiery, fun baby faces to watch. Um and uh I'm I uh, I really, really liked it that they got that kind of response because immediately after that, um Cross shows up. And punches, uh, does his little forearm thing to the back of Johnny's head, uh, and then walks away. Um and they were boo- booing the hell out of Cross. They hate Cross, mostly because he came out last week and did a full on. Like, you thought I might have been like a badass tweener, but here I am to to call William Regal beloved William Regal pathetic. That cements a heel turn forever in, in NXT. So I think that um that they know what they've got now with cross being a guy that we love to hate. Uh and also Gargano and Theory being uh these people you want to root for. I think it's very, I think it's good. Um anyway. Um so Samoa Joe's backstage and cross walks up. Uh, so these are the new rules. You you can't touch me unless you're provoked. Uh, and it's like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Cool. Uh, they they leave. And Scarlet gives the gives the gives the mad eye, gives the stink face to old uh to old Joe. And uh and then uh, Pete Dunn's there just stares him down. Um are they uh, if if Samoa Joe is cleared. And they're not doing a thing, which honestly I don't want them to do. Everyone's like, "Oh, I want Samoa Joe versus Karrion and Cross." I don't, because because Cross uh, they they book Cross to beat Joe, and I don't I don't want that. Um, um, if they're gonna have Cross go up and vacate the title, we'll see what happens there. But if they're just if they they're building to something specific between uh, Dunn and Joe. Two weeks in a row, it's just Dunn and Joe staring at each other. So they're building to something. If Joe's cleared and his first big match back is Pete Dunn. (sighs) Okay. Um, The Nerd Guru says, Cross got Joe's going to kill you, Chance. I thought I felt so happy because I've turned the corner on Cross like like you, Alex. I'm done with him in NXT. Listen, I think that guy has a future. In, in WWE, it just ain't this one. Not presented in this way. They still haven't figured out what the what the hell he really is. And him going up or being dragged down to the main roster would solve a lot of those problems because in that particular place, those weaknesses uh, wouldn't wouldn't be as pronounced uh, on on a Raw or a SmackDown, uh, a Raw sp- specifically. Um, And especially if they're going to break him up with, with, with Scarlet and do something different with his presentation. Just have him be a, a badass bald dude. You can do that. You can have him be the Raw version of Baron Corbin. They, they do that kind of shit all the time. It's going to be bad, but everything on Raw is bad. Um... So uh Electra Lopez, who if I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen before, uh faces Frankie Monet. Um yes, yeah, she used to be called Carissa Rivera, I believe, is Electra Lopez. Um from Puerto Rico, she is is billed. Um, and uh Monet wins. I think that we all that's obvious. Uh she's doing her glam slam. Uh they call it road to Valhalla. Um but that's, that's right. That's what they. That was the. That was because Beth keeps talking about how she's using her old finisher, and that was what it was called, right? Glam Slam. Yes. Um. Hmm. I like Frankie Monet. I I I I I do I like her a lot. I, I especially like her um, with the the possibility of there being a uh, um an entourage featuring. Kamea and Aaliyah, I think that'll work uh, well for her, too, and for them. Um, Monet's got a weird pose on, on the ropes after she wins. Like, she gets up there and she kind of lays across the top rope like she's going to sleep. Um, and then uh, we get something really interesting, because this is this is this is, this is the my shit portion of of the uh, of the of the evening, um, oh okay. Rafael Garcia has an addendum. Uh, he says that Lopez was Bobby Lashley's ex wife during the marriage segment with Lana. So I had no idea that uh, Electra Lopez was married to Bobby Lashley. Huh, interesting. Um, thank you for that tidbit. Now, um, there, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Bronson Reed. Um, talking about, you know, Santos escobar warning him. Um, you, you squished me multiple times, and I've lost to you a few times, and I also lost to Kushida twice before that, but I'm coming to get your North American title. I love Santos escobar but they should probably book him to win a few matches before he gets multiple title opportunities again. That's just me. Um, so uh, I don't understand. Like, what more do, does he want me to do to him? Squish him again, smash him again, put him through the, the the building. Uh, and then hit row shows up, swerve Scott shows up, and uh, he's eyeballing that North American title. Uh, and I love this man, AJ Francis, top dollar. Uh says, like, everybody thinks they're colossal until the Colossus shows up. And, um, uh Bronson Reed's a big boy. He is dwarfed by A.J. Francis. A.J. Francis has a good eight inches on him. Like, Jesus. Like, I mean, it's not eight inches. It's four inches. Like, it's, uh, uh, yeah, no, that that is that is not the first time that I have said the words. Okay, it's not eight inches, it's four inches. But you get my meaning. Um, he's 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 a big dude and he can talk. Mm, his ceiling is so friggin' high. Um, and I love Swab Scott. I think he's a am- he's amazing. And I I I I totally love the idea of him taking the North American title uh for a spin. If Bronson Reed gets called up or dragged down, but then uh, Ashanti the Adonis steps in, in between the camera and what's going on behind it, but what's going on with the with Swerve and and Top Dalla and Bronson, and he he gives he delivers a warning directly into the camera about everize because uh, everize has been messing with them, um, and I, uh, I, I. <laughs> I, I, I love I love the interplay of these four. Um Ashanti the Adonis as the as the loose cannon who is going to get in trouble pretty soon. Um and uh and he's just uh, I really I really appreciate it. Um so uh, I love it, like man. You ain't even from North America. That was that was that was good shit. That was really really good. Um, because nobody's even brought that up before. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Um, so there was a a Ever Rise and uh, and Hit Row have been like feuding over stupid stuff. The Ever had a had a set, like a like a big playhouse, like you, you make for a kid out of plastic. Um, it's like, you know, four feet tall, but to a kid, it's 20 feet tall. Um, and he, uh, the, Hit Row beat, broke, broke it up. It was it was the set for their pre-pre-show for TakeOver. And then Hit Row destroyed it, right? So then to get them back, they put on ski masks. They didn't actually pull, pull up all over the way over their faces. Um... And they ran out. And they were going to spray paint Top dollar's big truck, and Top dollar rolls down the window. Uh, so it, it says, do, he, do, you think, "Do you think he do he knows it's us?" And He says, "Ski masks don't work when your name's on your shirt." Which is, I mean, he's just. He, I love the contradiction in wrestling. It doesn't need to be one, but in wrestling, it often is. the The smart, well spoken um uh uh gosh how do i say this um a quick-witted big guy big guys are usually portrayed as slow top top dollar is not slow man he's got bars he he, uh, he's great i really like it and uh and so they run off so then we have this match and i'll tell you man if if they do, like people are talking about, bit like doing a mass call up, like they're doing a draft in the fall, right? Um, and a bunch of people are gonna get called up, dragged down uh, to Raw and SmackDown. That's 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 the word on the street. That's also the word on the sheets. Anyway, um, if they do that, I would not be be opposed. To to either um, hit row taking over NXT after a bunch of other people get get brought up, or even this hit row uh, winding up on the on as a group on the main roster. They are they are ready for prime time. I would build all of NXT around them. I make I'd make Swerve the top champion, um, and I would have a uh, f- uh, top dollar. And, and and Ashanti the Adonis is tag champs um i i uh, um when when Ashanti Sh- the Adonis goes off and just is is going crazy in the ring going nuts um and they're 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 beating them up and everything um uh, and 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 Brandy B Fab is like ho 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 whoa ho, ho. Calm down. Like I love that they are um uh that they are planning something where Ashanti the Adonis murders a, a jobber in the middle of the ring and they gotta like bury him out in the Florida Everglades. Like I don't know, I don't know what they're doing with this, but this is this is two matches that Adonis and Top dollar have had, and in both matches, Adonis has got to be like stopped from killing somebody with his bare fists, which means he has killed somebody in the past and top dollar at b have had to help him dispose the body. Um, I, I, Oh, I listen, I, I don't want Vince anywhere near these, these people, but, um, but, I, I that's the thing is I, 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 I was watching this match and, um, I, I, I watching this match. And I was watching Ashanti, the Adonis, Ashanti, the Adonis is bizarro, evil, Xavier Woods. That's what he is to me. He's like, if Xavier Woods used his powers for absolute chaotic evil, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 I want to see them fight each other. Um, and I mean i, I I'm, 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 I'm so into just when 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 AJ Francis gets uh you know low bridged out of the ring and the next thing you do he, he, you see him is he like just stands up and it's just like just 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 murder in his eyes i'm I'm really really uh into the the combination of the giant. Uh, who's really quick witted, and and the smaller guy who uh, can't be trusted not to fuck around and kill somebody. That's a cool. Ta- that's a cool tag team. That's a cool whatever. And Swerve is so great as like the low key guy uh, who will snap on a motherfucker and put him in the ground. Like I'm, I'm into all of it, very very much so. I think there's so much potential there. I have been wrong about acts in the past about top potential for them, but whoa, man, I don't know what they can actually do. Cause they're really protected right now. Um, Sean, I know Adonis can do some stuff. I've seen him on 205 live and things like that. Um, but I know like, like top Dolls only had like three or four matches, but he just carries himself as a guy who knows what he's doing. Um, Yeah. So, uh, the, he, um, they do a, a double, a double, a double team move, which is like a power bomb into a jumping neck breaker, which, which looks like it probably could kill somebody. Um, they get the pin for the win. That's good. And hit row poses together. They've They've just got something man about it. I I I I really I really 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 I really like it. Um uh I I don't know what they have planned as far as who takes what title off or of whatever. But I think there's there's so much proverbial money in MSK um chasing the titles that are being held by Top dollar and Ashanti the Adonis to me anyway um and like i said i've been wrong in the past um so uh mercedes martinez gets interviewed she's got a a a, a mixed tag match next week she's facing Lee face and boa which i don't think we've seen boa wrestle in a long ass time but um Mercedes like, oh well, if I that's the only way I can face Lee that's fine. I'll do that. Uh, I don't really make friends that well. And then she's attacked from behind uh, by Zaylee and 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 Boa. Zaylee gets taken away by security, and Boa's there like yelling. So he gets kicked in the face by Jake Atlas. So Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez, um, are uh, are teaming up next week to face uh, Boa and Zaylee. So fine, fine, all right, let's do it. Um So Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly are m- made for each other. Like I don't know how to describe it any better than that. Like they're um they're so so good together. Because even even Cal says in a little promo, a little, a little video package, he says uh, there are some guys who you feel like you were just born to wrestle, and for me, that's Kushida. And it's like, yeah, that's for for all of us. We can see that. We can we can see that's that's the case. You're you're so so great. Um, and um, I I I love it. Um, these guys have counters for counters for counters. They're just trying to rip each other's limbs off. the striking is off the charts. If you haven't seen the match, watch it. Just watch it watch it twice. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. Um, I, I uh, man I I really really love this match. Um, it's not it's not some of their new Japan stuff but it's great. It's great. Um like, like I say, if you if you like m- matches where these two where where you don't where you don't know how guys counter out of other things like you like what well, how the hell did he pull that off that's this but like a dozen times you got to watch that um uh Kushida's working over the arm over and over again setting up for the hoverboard lock um eventually he's able to like latch it on but um for the last time uh and uh uh Kyle like takes the leverage and rolls um uh Kushida over into a pin, grabs the legs, roll up. It's not a, it's not a distraction roll up, it's not a schoolboy. It's a it's a roll up that needed to happen in order for him to get the victory. And he does. Uh, And and Kushida and he embrace after the match. Um, uh, You know, it's like absolute mutual respect. And then Adam Cole shows up and attacks Kyle O'Reilly. And they spill out behind the timekeepers area. And Samoa Joe runs out to chase them off, right? Which I like. This is a way that we are going to show, specifically, um, Brandon Charles Powell says, it seems impossible for Kushida and O'Reilly to have a bad match. Uh, they haven't had one so far. I can't imagine one. Um, it seems like they could easily do, an um, like, give me a best of five. And I don't think they'll ever do the same move twice. Um, but uh, Joe is dis- indisposed. He has to leave. He has to go deal with uh, Adam Cole and, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly which leaves Kushida wide open to be attacked by the Diamond Mine. Um, now, the, the Diamond Mine was promoted ahead of time. Last week, said next week, the Diamond Mine is open for business. Uh, today, they're tweeted out, the Diamond Mine, the Diamond Mine, the Diamond Mine. Come watch uh, NXT, the Diamond Mine. Um, the Diamond Mine... Doesn't show up on NXT until the last forty-five seconds of NXT, which is a weird thing because everybody I I saw, uh, and I tweeted this myself. I was like, when we got to the main event, I was like, did did we see the diamond mine? And I missed it. I saw a lot of that on the timeline. Like, did they push the diamond? Did they push that mine to, to next week? They did they scrap it? Was there some? Was there a big reveal they said, not to do? it Because it wouldn't be the first time a WWE product decided oh, whoops, we promised you one thing, but you ain't going to get it. So everybody was saying, oh, the diamond mine. I guess that's, you know, I guess it's not happening. Then the diamond mine shows up in the last, as a huge surprise of who it is, and, uh, and them attacking Kushida. Now, the diamond mine, with all those vignettes and everything, the, the very you know, MMA-based type stuff, right? Either you say ahead of time, the Diamond Mine is showing up. we have They're going to be here. And by the end of the first hour, you've done your Diamond Mine segment. Or you don't say ahead of time, watch next week, the Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine, Diamond Mine, Diamond Mine, Diamond Mine. Because how great would it have been if we weren't expecting the diamond mine at all? And then a bunch of guys show up and attack Kushida. And one of them pulls off his, his hood, and it's Roderick Strong with a buzz cut. And then it's Tyler Rust. And then, holy hell, is that Hideki Suzuki? I thought it was supposed to be just a coach, says Justin Lopez. Suzuki was hired as a PC coach, and he's a member of this group. He just stands there with his arms folded. And then who else is in this group? It's Malcolm fucking Bivens. And this is the diamond mine. How much better would it have been, like as a, as a surprise, if we weren't expecting it? You know what I mean? Because if you're expecting it, it can't be as surprisey. So I think they made they made a mistake in saying. Next week, the diamond mine will be open for business. And then, tweeting out today like four times tonight. Who do you think's gonna be in the diamond mine? Like, just let the the segment happen. Let the attack happen. Um, and then we'll be, we'll be completely shocked. As it was, everybody was like, "Is the diamond mine gonna attack Kushida at the end?" And then they did, which makes it less of an impactful debut. But I'm still s- super into Malcolm Bivens as the mouthpiece for Roddy Strong and Tyler Rust. And, and Hideki Suzuki. Though, again, hired as a PC coach, apparently, but not. Uh, Diamond Mine is already amazing. Um, But what if... Bivens is like, oh, Roddy ate the leader. The real leader is this man. <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan's music hits. Um, I mean, that would be a huge pop and I'd love that. Um, I-, I would. But Daniel Bryan um, a- as-, as the guy who's um, being a He's was such a white, the whitest of white me baby faces. The last time we saw him, to have him show up in NXT is like this limb breaking heel, with no explanation. That's the kind of shit they do when you go from NXT to the main roster, not from the main roster to NXT. I don't, I don't like it either way. I want them to be like a real reason for it. Hey, you know what? You could have him cut a promo. And give me a reason But if it's just like a thing mm. um, I, want, I want I want to see Roddy Strong Give me a reason Why he's, why a few months ago It was like I'm retiring Goodbye I'm leaving NXT And uh, I won't be back And Remy, who says Roderick It was very nice to have you here Good luck in all your future endeavors I'm sure you'll do fine wherever you land um and then Roddy Strong comes back and it's just like I was never gone, bitches. Like okay, that's fine. Um, but uh, Roderick Strong feuding with Kushida over the cruiserweight belt will elevate the hell out of the cruiserweight belt. I'll tell you that right now. I'm I'm v- very very into it. Um. NXT is back, baby. Um, I, yeah, there's a lot of really great potential for a lot of really great stuff in NXT. Then Great American Bash is gonna is gonna be one of the best shows of the year. Um, with a lot of really great stuff on it. Um, I actually, you know what, the thing people were like, oh, so Cole versus O'Reilly, the first one was a no-holds barred match. And how do you top that with a regular one on one singles match? All oh, right. And I was kind of like that myself last week. But the way that Wade Barrett, who is a treasure on commentary, the way that he says he he pitched it as the first time was about pain. The second one is about pride. It's like, yeah. The first one was about punishing each other because they had a, a, a beef they needed to, to, to squash. This one is about proving who is the better wrestler, and I think that that to a guy like Kylo Riley matters more. I think that that's a way to do it. Luis Polito uh, reading my mind in the in the chat, saying that if you take the belt off of Cross, NXT is. Extra special, um, yeah. Music Musician salts uh, saying that uh, Roddy versus Kashida hose me down. Um, uh, 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 agreed. Roddy versus Kushida is going to be really excellent, and I and I also don't sleep on Tyler Rust as as that guy in this faction because I think I think there's some really cool stuff you can do with him too. Really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, that was NXT. Uh, this has been your, your, your sweet and sour graps uh, for Tuesday. I'll be back here next week uh, talking about uh, Cameron Grimes beating up some dude for Colin Tade DiBiase old, which he objectively is. And also this uh, triple threat women's number one contender tag match. Among other things. Have a wonderful week. Um, enjoy yourselves. And I will see you Uh, On Sour Graps, on Fightful Select, which you subscribe to, because I'm going to talk in a little bit about what happened on Raw, because Nikki Cross is a superhero now, and because it was her idea, I'm not allowed to hate it. (sighs) Which is tough for me. Anyway. Bye!